We're glad that you could join us. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. We would like to look at God's higher ways. This third installment in this Bible study, God's ways are different than man's ways. And we've been dealing with some ways that God does things differently than people typically do. And we would like to deal with, in this installment, how God redeems. Now, if you're looking to change your ways, don't just make a New Year's resolution. The Bible said that God's thoughts are not our thoughts, but his thoughts are higher than our thoughts. If you want to change your ways, change your thoughts. Get rid of the stinking thoughts. The, it's been shared stinking thinking. Get rid of that. And, and get some new thoughts, and then you can change your ways. Much later, the Apostle Paul wrote, he said, think on these things. Whatsoever things, he talked about good things, pure things, true things, just things. If there was any virtue, things that are of good report, if there was any praise, think on these things. Well, we'd like to deal with God's higher ways. That was free. We'd like to deal with God's higher way of redemption. Man, what is redeeming? Redeeming is simply to buy back. Man redeems with money. But God's higher way of redemption, God redeems or buys back with a life. In 1974, uh, some wealthy Argentine grain traders and brothers, Jorge and Juan Born, were kidnapped by the far-left terrorist group Montoneros. Nine months later, they were released after payment of a huge $60 million ransom. That was in 1974 time. So that sum is equivalent to about $293 million today. Man redeems with money. That's nothing. Here's another one. Man's way of redeeming is with money, right? So if you want to buy back someone's life and they've been kidnapped, or in this case, it was King Richard, the Lionheart of England, and he was returning from the Crusades, and he was captured by Leopold V, who was the Duke of of Austria. Now he's the head of state, right? King King Richard. So he Leopold V demanded 150,000 marks. Now at this time this was two to three times the annual revenue of England. Around 1 year later the ransom was paid. They made good on it. I guess they liked him, right? Well, 150 marks in those days, and that was in around 1194 AD, a few years ago. It's equivalent to $3.3 billion. That's a lot of money for a ransom, right? So you see, I wanted to share that because you are kind of as valuable as you have means, right? I should tell us something. Like, if you've got a billion dollars, they're going to try to ransom you for a billion dollars. If you've got 
more than that, the ransom's probably going to go up. I was talking to my daughter the other night, and I was telling her how she was valuable. And she, she asked, Daddy, what does that mean? And I told her the meaning of value. It means you're worth a lot. And uh, she said, like $100? <laughs> you know, in kids' minds, that, uh, you know, that's a big sum. You know, remember when that $100 was a lot of money? Well, our life is not worth millions or billions and certainly not just $100. But our life is worth more than all the money in the world. How much money is in the world anyway? The Wall Street Journal reported that in 2005, all the stocks, bonds, and other financial assets of the world stood at about 140 trillion dollars. A trillion dollars is a million million dollars. But I want to share that God's higher way of redeeming isn't with money because God understands and I think we even really understand that you can't quantify the value of a human life with a dollar amount. But the Bible says this to, to bear it out with the word of God in Mark chapter 8 and verse 36 and 37. It, Jesus said, what shall it profit a man if he shall gain the whole world? That means all the money, all the assets, all the power and lose his own soul. Or what shall a man give in exchange for his soul. And really there's no answer, is it? No no amount of money. One soul is worth, one life is worth more than all the world's wealth. That's why God's higher way is to redeem with a life. It's not so strange when we think about it. If you look up in heaven, you can look at the New Jerusalem in Revelation chapter 21. And, and if you look to verses 18 to 21 and start to read all of the precious stones that are uh, garnished into the wall of the city. I mean, they're just like wall decorations. The gates are each made out of, there's 12 gates and they're each made out of a huge pearl. The street of the city, and you Bible readers know this, it's made out of gold. Precious stones, gold, these, these minerals that people die, kill for, they're construction materials up in heaven. God's higher way is to redeem with a life. Well, what do you think you're worth? What do you think your life is worth? Maybe you're down on yourself. Maybe you think, well, I'm not worth anything. I don't have any money in the bank. But let me tell you, your life has worth. And that's why God sent his only begotten son. The Bible says in this most famous verse, perhaps in the, in the Bible, John chapter 3 and verse 16, for God so loved the world, and that means the people, that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. I, to, to illustrate how valuable people are, there was a painting and it was called Salvatore Mundi and it means the savior of the world. And it measures about 25 inches 
by 19 inches, and it was painted uh, in about 1500 AD, quite a few years ago. And it was listed in an auction house for an estimated value of 12 to $1,500. It was sold to a bunch of art dealers and sent for restoration in 2005 for $11,000. And as they restored it and got all these layers of overpainting off of this, this, uh, this painting, it was authenticated as a painting by none other than Leonardo da Vinci. So I told you it sold for 11000 in 2005, right? Well, in 2017, it sold for $450 million. Same painting. It was just cleaned up a little bit, but it was highly valuable. Notice the value changed because of the maker of the painting. You might not have one of these in your garage, but that's okay. Let me tell you, there are some works of art in your house that are priceless. You mean the one I got from Walmart, Preacher? That one at Target, I paid $19 for that one, and I got it on sale. I'm not talking about those. I'm talking about you. The psalmist said, I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. The reason the painting gained value was because of the painter. And the reason you have value is that God made you. You're an eternal being. You're made in the image of God. But you do have a problem if you don't know Jesus Christ. And that problem is sin. And I know it's not completely your fault. You got sold out by your ancestor named Adam. And this sin, this falling short of God in your life is something also that's expensive. In fact, there's a song that says, sin will take you farther than you want to go. How that's true, isn't it? Sin will keep you longer than you want to stay. And sin will cost you far more than you want to pay. According to a preacher named Charles Finney, Sin is the most expensive thing in the world. He said, because it cost God his only son. And if it's an unforgiven sin, it will cost the sinner his soul and an eternity lost without God in hell. See, but God knew that he couldn't redeem man with money. God's higher way was to buy us back because he thought we were valuable with life with his life. The Bible says in Isaiah 53, uh, chapter 53 and verses five and six, but he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him. And with his stripes, we are healed. All we like sheep have gone astray. We have turned everyone to his own way. And the Lord hath laid on him the iniquity of us all. God's higher way is to redeem with a life. First Peter chapter one and verses 18 and 19. For as much as you know that you were not redeemed with corruptible things as silver and gold. That's not God's way. From your vain conversation received by tradition from your fathers, but with the precious blood of Christ as of a lamb without blemish and without spot. Because the Bible says in Romans, for the wages of sin is death. 
If we don't get this sin redeemed in our life, if we're not bought back by God, we're going to be separated from God in hell. But the gift of God is eternal life. And it says it's through Jesus Christ, our Lord. First Corinthians chapter six and verse 20. It says, for you are bought with a price. Oh, thank God. Have you ever offered yourself to God? I do this, I'd say it's something I kind of started, and I've served God a few years in the morning and pretty much before I do anything. I might make my coffee first, right? I gotta have coffee to think. For you are bought with the price. And I just lift my hands up and I, I, I just say, God, I offer you my life. I don't want it. Have you ever tried to live your own life and messed it up? I have. But God won't mess up your life. He'll buy it back. And he'll give you a new life. The Bible said old things will be passed away. Behold, all things will become new. And all things will be of God. I'm thankful that God redeems us with his life. He'll redeem your mess with his life. You know, money can't fix the mess of a sin. Money can't fix family problems. Money can't fix addictions. Money can't put back together all the broken pieces, can it? I'd like to leave you with this. We understand in the word of God that one disciple Judas sold Jesus for 30 pieces of silver. After Jesus was condemned, uh, Judas, in Matthew chapter 27, he went back to the priest that had, that had given him that money. And he, he, he said, I've sinned. I, I, I don't want this money anymore. I'm paraphrasing, right? And the, the, the priest looked at him and said, what is that to us? See thou to that. They said, we don't want that money back. So Judas cast down the pieces of silver in the temple and he went out and hanged himself. And the chief priests are looking at these uh, silver pieces on the floor of the temple and they said it's not lawful for to put them into the treasury because it's the price of blood and they took counsel and and bought with them with those 30 pieces of silver the potter's field to bury strangers in wherefore that field was called the field of blood under this day then was fulfilled that which was spoken by jeremy or jeremiah the prophet saying, and they took the 30 pieces of silver, the price of him that was valued, whom they, the children of Israel, did value, and gave them for the potter's field, as the Lord appointed me. And it's interesting. The potter's field was where all of the wrecked pieces of pottery were kind of strewn around. All the... the the oopsies and the mistakes of the potter who made pots out of, out of clay. And Jesus bought the potter's field with those 30 pieces of silver that he was sold for. The life of Jesus, now listen to this, bought all the broken pieces back of your life. And let me tell you, there's a master potter that can put your life back together, your, uh, your family back together, your love back together, 
All you have to do is realize that first God's going to redeem you. He gave himself for you that he might redeem us, it says in Titus, from all iniquity. It says in Romans, he that spared not his own son, but delivered him up for us all. How shall he not with him also freely give us all things? See, the Bible says that he was made sin for us who knew no sin, that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. And if you don't have this experience in your life, all you have to do is, is confess with your mouth, the Lord Jesus, say, God, I, I want to sign up for this. <laughs> I want my life redeemed. And Jesus can do that. And if you believe in your heart that God hath raised him from the dead, that's what happened on Easter. Thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. And then you'll realize when the change happens in your life that God's bought you back, not with money, but with the life of Jesus Christ. And we're not going to go a whole lot longer, but let me tell you, it's one of the wonderful assets that a Christian has is being able to use the name of Jesus Christ. God bless you. We'll see you next time.